This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and Tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com. Him. Standing by. Complete. Greetings, heroes of the internet. I'm Travis. And I'm Nathan. And we are the Henshin Men, a podcast that celebrates Japanese superheroes and their high-flying and high-kicking adventures. In this installment, we will be discussing Kamen Rider episodes 54 and 55. Umihebi Otako of the Ghost Village, Yure Murano Umihebi Otako. Hongo and Team Rider investigate a report of a ghost truck moving without a driver. This leads him to a country village taken over by Shocker's illusion casting Kaijin Sea Snake Man, who's taken the villagers hostage and converted their home into a Shocker training camp. Now their last hope for salvation is Kamen Rider! Travis, the beginning of our first episode this week is giving me Godzilla versus Megalon vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can see that with the truck drivers. Yep, the truck driver. It looks like the same kind of truck, too. And this is going to be a little bit of a theme because the next episode we're covering this week also gives me Godzilla movie vibes. <laughs> so I have a question. What's that? What is this Kaijin's powers? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he has a second head that's attached to a really long neck. I'm guessing. Well, no, I'm, I can't. I don't have to guess. I just wrote an article for Kaiju Ramen about Keita Amemia, who grew up watching Kamen Rider. So I can't help but wonder if Sea Snake Man inspired a little bit of the design of probably his most famous creation, Zerum. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Because Sea Snake uh, Man has a, a snake attached to his body that wraps around his neck, and then the, the head will actually fly out and try to bite people. So the reason I'm confused about the powers thing is because it's it's explained that this uh, this Kaijin has the power to create, like, illusions with his yes. prism eye thing. But how does he... How does he make the truck drive itself? Oh, I I wish I knew because I can't figure that out either. Like, because this is such a great <laughs> setup. This is such a great setup with these. Because at first it was a truck, then the, later on they had a helicopter that they're all being operated without drivers. Perfectly, I might add. So, like, this is a great mystery. How are they doing it? Well, Sea Snake Man can cast illusions. Okay, how does that yeah. help him control vehicles without drivers? Explanation show? Explanation? No explanation? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which is too bad because this is otherwise this is actually otherwise a really good episode. <laughs> it is. It is. I actually really like this episode. Um 
the the mystery side of it the kind of like ghost town thing uh kind of you know uh side of things i i think is really cool going you know like shocker taking over an entire village and holding the the people who live there hostage that's that's all really cool yeah because they need i I just don't understand the monster yeah they need a new training ground for all of their shocker goons because that's apparently what they do now yeah okay i thought I mean, they seem to have a lot of underground bases, so why they need a new training ground is... They just seem to have a lot of bases, period. But I guess they decided, hey, we need to take over a village and not put our branding everywhere. (laughs) Right. Yeah. One thing this episode does have, uh, and has in spades, is something that uh, listeners of this show will know that we talk a lot about, and we love whenever it happens, is dissolving effects. No, horrific <laughs> dissolving deaths. We're back. <laughs> it's, yes. it's like the other it's like the people working on the show are like, "Hey, remember, let me need to start breaking back all those things we did when Hongo was first on the show. What else could we do? How about horrific dissolving deaths?" Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's like it's fantastic. I love it. It's one of the one of the mainstays of this show, and I love it every time they do it. Is just whenever people dissolve away, and they they just yeah. and they do it differently every episode. It's never the same way twice, and I just think that is fascinating. That every time yep. they do a dissolving effect, it is a little bit different than the one before. <laughs> yep, they, uh, this show loves spitting on people and making them melt. <laughs> oh yeah so uh, let me ask you this travis who do you like more sea snake man or cobra man uh uh, okay design wise i think sea snake man is a better design um i think the the weird snake head that's kind of like a weird parasitic twin that's attached to the side of his head is kind of weird um but but i think the design is good uh yeah i i have hereby i don't know if i should call him uh, call the little head i don't know if i should call him damien or jake I, i i don't get that reference Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, Damien. What was, what's the Damien? Because that was the name of one of his snakes. Is that... <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know that. I did not know that. <laughs> I dug around for that because I kept thinking about Jake the Snake watching this. <laughs> <laughs> see and all i was thinking of was that new horror movie relatively new horror movie malignant with the well spoilers um <clears throat> spoilers uh won't go into it but 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 this made me think of it let me just say that much okay <laughs> um not that might be spoilers of who the who the murderer is <laughs> in that movie i just realized yeah that this is a wild kaijin i have to say it is it is. It is a really wild design. It's very and and I like that because we don't get it in the in the next episode that we're covering. You know, this week, but in in, in the previews for next week's episode, uh, and the one one of the ones that we're going to be covering next week, the kaijin that one uh, that week also has a asymmetrical design, and I mm-hmm. wonder if that's something they're leaning more into now in this kind of new era um, of Hongo being back. 
is kaijin with these asymmetrical designs where they're not even on both sides they one side's a little bit different well i guess we'll just add it to the list of questions we're going to have to ask our new friend august yeah yeah <laughs> um I want to talk about a little bit about the nonsense words that Goro <laughs> hears on the radio. <laughs> well, he was just listening to modern pop music. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, Goro, it's like, I'm, li I, I'm hearing secret messages in my, in my radio here. Listen. Uh, and then, uh, and the first thing that comes to my head is what does the Fox say? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. I think it's a shocker message. <laughs> you know, modern pop music. Like, like. <laughs> or, yeah, it, that's my most modern <laughs> reference. Well, I mean, did you ever hear the, the funny story about, about people would, uh, they would spin, re uh, they would manually spin records backwards because it would, yeah, you yeah. could hear subliminal mm -hmm. messages in the music or whatever. And the most infamous one was uh, like, it was a Beatles record. I can't remember which one it was, but if you spun it backwards, it would, yeah, it was like Paul, I shot yeah, Paul, Paul or I dead. killed Paul or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Maybe it's like that. <laughs> you spin it, you spin a shocker record backwards. It'll give you some, uh, give you secret dead. messages. Taki's dead. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. They tried a couple of times this week. <laughs> the, the, they try to kill these guys every week. What True, but it seems like they got pretty close this time around. <laughs> Near-death experiences are a weekly occurrence for them now. True, true. <laughs> um I, I do like that Taki was just flying a, a helicopter, um, showing that the budget has definitely increased in the show. Um, we have helicopters and stuff. <laughs> for sure. I just want to know why he's taking time out of his FBI duties to go scout race courses. It's that it's that anime rule <laughs> where the the sport that the main characters play is more important than anything else in the world. <laughs> that's that's a trope in, in oh, anime and, and gotcha. stuff. Oh, got it. Got so, it. Racing, racing is life. <laughs> racing is life. Yeah, yeah. Is it also a trope to not agree on how to translate the episode title? That trope is definitely a thing uh, because we have talked about it on this on this uh, podcast. How they just don't seem to they don't seem to translate these the the titles and the names of these kaijin properly and and they they can't make up their mind on how they want to translate things well yeah because i looked up the title on wikipedia and it actually had it untranslated but then on tubi and chow factory it actually says sea snake man but then it's still a little bit different when you look at the subtitles i was just like ah i give up <laughs> I don't know what is right anymore. <laughs> you know, I, it didn't even occur to me that we should have opened this episode with blinded by the light. Wrapped oh, up that's in like my notes. <laughs> Although I did not that's, sing that's that song my... like two weeks ago. <laughs> no, you sang it. You sang it for the, our episode with August, August Ragone, because, because uh, not Gamera had... No, 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 it wasn't. No, that was the episode before that with right. Gamera. 
Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> With the the light power. Because we're, you can rot two... people's eyes out from the inside. Exactly. Yeah. So we've got two kaijin now almost back to back, not quite back to back, but almost back to back that that have light powers. I don't know how prism eyes connect back to sea snakes, but sure. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't understand anything about this kaijin. <laughs> I really don't understand anything about this monster. He's he's got a he's he's a snake man with a snake growing out the side of his head that extends out and and can can flash people and cause them to see hallucinations but also can Flash somehow people. can also somehow <laughs> like remote control vehicles i don't understand i'm still trying to get over snake flasher I'm just... <laughs> snake flasher there's our there's our episode title <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's yeah that should be our episode title snake flasher <laughs> <laughs> yes they call him the snake boogity boogity uh, fast as it never. <laughs> I I told Ethel, don't look, Ethel. <laughs> it was too late. She was flashed. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like it's like the bronze serpent with that Moses had, and anybody who looked at it would <laughs> wouldn't die from disease. <laughs> I, I'd like to point out that my Ray Stevens uh, reference there will n- no one. No one will get that. (laughs) (laughs) Not a single person. I dare any of our listeners to tell me truthfully that you got that reference. (laughs) And if they did, you are Travis's new best friend. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Let's let's talk about the the um, the Mississippi school uh, squirrel revival and and uh, <laughs> and, and reminisce was on good times. Be- was Masasabito there? <laughs> <laughs> See, I could have been doing Ray Stevens like jokes all along. <laughs> it's me again, Taki. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my gosh okay moving on from uh from sea snake man Uh, you know another thing we have this week travis shocker goons as human shields (laughs) yeah i mean we've seen it done before but i think hongo does it more than anybody else uh just (laughs) grab grab the nearest shocker goon and be like yeah (laughs) shield (laughs) Yeah, so we have that. We also, although, okay, we'll back up here. I almost consider this for actually a pair of awards because the line is just so weird. And it's from Sea Snake Man after he knocks Common Rider into a river. And then we find out he was, uh, quote unquote, playing possum. Right, Hongo, right. (laughs) But he knocks he knocks him in there, and his line is, "This is the power of the trading camp, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, for the snappy one-liners to work, they have to make sense. <laughs> yeah. Um. We also got a new writer move. We love a new writer move, and we got a new one <laughs> this week. Actually, we get a couple of them. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Well, we get we get one for this episode. Yeah. Yes. This one is the Rider Back Jump, <laughs> which is 
just jumping onto your enemy's shoulders, flipping them in the air, and then smashing them into your crotch? Is that what it looked like it did? <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's a weird... I, any of uh, any of our pro re anybody in our audience uh, who loves pro wrestling might appreciate this. It's kind of like one part Frankensteiner, one part pile driver, and sort of a Canadian destroyer, which is a flipping pile driver. It's weird. <laughs> Did it mix in a little bit of the Cincinnati razzle dazzle? Uh, razzle dazzle, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know it's a weird move it's awkwardly edited so because i'm like i feel like there's a whole portion in the middle there that i didn't see and i don't quite understand what's going on but it yeah. apparently kills sea snake men yep yep it does and taki and all the villagers who were captured uh are set free and I love the oh is this one of your awards? No, yeah, no, I'm not going to get into it. I was I'm not going to get into it because because yeah. Hongo Hongo doesn't give yep. doesn't take the credit for saving them. Um, yes, <laughs> but it's it's one of your awards. Yeah, so we'll talk about it at the end. Yeah, we'll talk about it at the end. I do have a couple more notes if you're done. Uh, yeah. Speaking of talking in the villagers, did you feel like that they got he got that they all got dumped in basically an opium den in that cave because they all seemed a little bit out of it. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, I, the villagers I thought might've been just exhausted from getting like worked to death. Like they were being worked in the mines or something, but then it's a training ground. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening to these people. I mean, I know they're, I know they're being held captive, but, but like, they they seem really beat up, so I guess they're just yeah. using them as human targets. I don't know. It's weird. But yeah, something else we need to talk about that's a bit new in this episode is the transformation sequence is a little different now. Yes, yes. I, I think we touched on it when when we were uh going over with uh with august when august was on the podcast because yeah well that was just uh, that was just that hongo now has a pose and a command but now right. they're actually doing the henshin sequence the morphing sequence so to speak and it's i actually kind of like it it's they're technically paring it down from what they did with hayato it's really similar to hayato's where mm -hmm. he does the pose a close up on the belt as the 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 like the uh, part of the belt opens turbine. up and it spins and yeah the turbine and then he jumps but instead of cutting to a part where you see uh, where you see him in completely in a completely different costume and then <laughs> and then there's like a flashlight and then he becomes the writer they actually now set up where after he jumps they edit it so that it immediately cuts from Hongo jumping to common rider jumping so it's they're they're just finishing the continuity of the jump and i really like that idea because it's like oh he's doing it in mid jump can you tell yeah yeah <laughs> and it is it is really cool because um it, when they're in the uh chakra base uh i think it's for this episode um he leaps like because there's there's a, a platform up you know that's like raised up a raised section. No, of that's the in base. the next episode. Is that in the next one? Okay, okay. Well, yeah. well, 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 I'll talk about it here though. But but there's a there's a moment in the next episode where where he he starts up on the higher uh, plane on the raised up part and then jumps 
henshins and then the next scene is common rider landing on the lower part of it so it's like it's really cool it's a really cool mm -hmm. uh, and well cut together scene i just forgot which episode it was from <laughs> yeah that's fine i'm also you know, 50 plus episodes in i'm suddenly finding myself wanting to find the soundtrack to this show if for no other reason than to get the fight music oh yeah don't we use that music in our in this uh podcast as no like the... no 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 that's the theme song that's the theme oh, song I thought no that's this what is was the, playing. when the when comrades actually fighting people is it the dun 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 oh okay 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 i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you i was yeah. thinking of like the final it's right battle up there with it's the, starting to the kaijin no, 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 no. It's starting to get right up there with the with the famous Star Trek fight music. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 that's right up there because that's <laughs> what everyone comes to Henshin Men for. Although, get used to the Star Trek references. It's gonna be a lot. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention. Well, no, I'll save that for the awards. But. <laughs> There's a Star Trek related <laughs> thing that'll be in the in the in the awards. Also, why oh why a shocker putting chains on Common Rider? Have they learned nothing? I thought Look, okay, maybe the chains are while. Nope, he breaks them again. <laughs> it's been a while since they captured Hongo, so they have to relearn to not put him in chains because they they didn't really do it that much to to um, Hayato. Hayato. Uh, they didn't really do it much for Hayato. So it's only a Hongo thing that they just really like to chain him up. And then he breaks out of the chains. Insert kink shaming joke here. Anyway. <laughs> okay. And with that, I think we can move on to the next episode. Transition. Transition. Uh, oh, we did it at the same time. Cockroachman, the dreadful germ-filled ad balloon. Gokiburi Otoko, Kyofu no Saikin Otoborum. A pair of con artists selling bogus insecticide are captured by Shocker to protect their latest plot to spread a deadly bacteria on bowling balls. Can Common Rider stop Operation Cockroach before it's too late? Travis, remember how August Ragone told us that at one point Hongo was going to be a professional bowler? Uh, I don't remember that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've slept for an hour since we recorded with August. <laughs> but no, we said in... Uh, I don't remember much from that recording. <laughs> yeah, early on in the... <laughs> early on in the development of the show hongo was not going to be a motocross racer he was going to be a professional oh, bowler. right right and then i made the joke common bowler common bowler i do remember that i do remember that yeah there you go i just needed to jog your memory a little bit so this is apparently taking a cue from doctor who it once the audience to be terrified of completely innocuous objects yeah this time it's bowling balls yeah so always bring because your own if you bowling stick ball your fingers in the wrong holes <laughs> I, I'm not, look look we, we're not going to do a psa <laughs> about people sticking fingers into holes <laughs> <laughs> So I um 
I have I have a bone to pick with with this. Um, that is not the that is not the phrase to transition. Holes <laughs> um, and bones. I have okay. an issue. Uh, I have an issue with something that happened in this in this episode. Um, when the writer girls are there with Hongo and they're bowling, Goro goes to try to bowl and one of the writer girls tells him no children aren't allowed and it's what? like wait <laughs> children aren't allowed to bowl what but they can what, go to what bowling kind of alleys. rules do you have in japan that children are not allowed to bowl <laughs> i think that doesn't make any sense i think they're just being mean unless well okay maybe i'll, I'll Okay, here you go. I'm Googling this live. Legal bowling age in Japan. <laughs> uh, the first article that comes up is called Bowling Enjoys Revival Among Wide Age Spread. Okay. This might be relevant. Nearly 50 years ago, Japan experienced a bowling craze. People, uh, people tuned in on TV to watch curvaceous female professionals <laughs> like Ritsuko, like Ritsuko Nakayama, who in 1970 became the first woman to score a perfect 300. <laughs> I think you're on the wrong website. Um, I think we need to, we need to <laughs> turn on safe search. <laughs> Cause apparently even Japan today is not safe. <laughs> anyway, I didn't know. I just, I just thought it was weird that they were like, Oh, kids, kids can't, can't bowl. They should have known better because this place was obviously called shocker bowling. <laughs> was it actually called that? No, I just call it that because it's a front for shocker because shocker well, it's not a front. Oh, okay. But there I just find it hilarious <laughs> that the that the evil plot of the week involves infecting bowling balls with a deadly bacteria. <laughs> okay, this is in my this is in my awards, so I but I will go ahead and spoil it here. Uh there's a moment where uh, Hayato, uh, not Hayato, uh, Hongo is. <laughs> you still haven't adjusted, huh? Yeah, I know. And uh, but he's he's uh, he's swabbing the inside of the bowling ball holes, and he's like, "Huh, there's bacteria in these bowling balls." And it's like it's a public bowling alley. Of course, there's bacteria in there. What do you think's going to be in there? <laughs> Just don't test the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this plan would never work nowadays because they would have sanitized the bowling ball after every use. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that? Like, oh, we here at Shocker have a plan to uh, to spread a deadly disease using bowling balls. Crap. <laughs> Everyone is trying to kill COVID and they have foiled our plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... We now we have to talk about what this virus does. This virus, this 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 virus or, or bacteria that they're infecting people with, has the ability to suddenly draw lines on everybody's face, <laughs> like the crazy old lady that we talked about, like 
four months ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. It seems like forever ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's the old age makeup of just draw lines on their face. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, this is based on a comic book, right? You just draw lines on their face. <laughs> But no, the the bacteria is actually causing hyper aging. So they're aging up and they're going to eventually die from old age. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I've seen this episode of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the deadly years. Good. It was a decent episode. Yep. Yep. Better age makeup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we get these two idiots. Uh, the snake oil salesman? Yeah. It only makes sense in context <laughs> of the last episode. <laughs> right. Exactly. So they're selling roach spray that doesn't work. Right! <laughs> if you get that, if, if you get that reference, heroes of the internet, you're a millennial. I won't say you're old, but you're a millennial. So I, I really like the little touch of comedy that they threw into this episode when they're when the shocker goons are trying to capture these two salesmen. And there it just becomes like Benny Hill for a second, like and it just running around in circles. <laughs> yeah, it turns into Scooby-Doo again. Yeah, it's just it is such a weird because this this episode is it like they're using genetically modified bacteria to infect and murder people and it's like but yet in the middle of this here's some crazy antics <laughs> and it's just like it's so weird it <laughs> it's is. so weird that it's like yeah <laughs> it was just a shock there we go uh to the system to to have to have the <laughs> to have that just like just sudden shift in tone you're <laughs> talking and speaking of sudden shifts and tones let's talk about cockroach man this episode gave me godzilla versus geigen vibes <laughs> <laughs> and i know you love the uh, space roaches <laughs> i love the space roaches i do i do uh i i like cockroach man I think he's one of the better kaijin that we've had up to this point. The suit definitely is elaborate and it's crazy. It very much does look like a giant cockroach. And we've had a lot of kaiju to make funny noises. A sea snake man did make some kind of funny noises, but cockroach mm -hmm. man, top sea snake man. I I'll, I just keep picturing the, a, the, a Japanese voice actor just sitting at a microphone doing weird things with his tongue to make the noise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he sounds like all the time. This our episode. This episode is going to get an explicit rating because of all the like holes and bones and and doing weird stuff with the tongue. It's just uh, like uh, uh, talk what? of cur curvaceous bowlers. <laughs> uh, just what is going on? Our show has gone downhill fast. I blame August Ragone. <laughs> oh, don't be throwing shade on August. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, we, it, he was great. He was a great yeah, guest. You shade slinger. I just. <laughs> <laughs> um, Travis, so, shade yeah, slinger, we, Alexander. <laughs> there, that if I was a if I was a Power Ranger villain, my name would be Rant Master. You're Shade Slinger. <laughs> <laughs> Shade Slinger. Um, I do like that we get this moment where I mean, we talked about how like in these episodes they seem to be more at death's door than they normally are. Uh, the the Taki and Hongo, but yeah, it's it's interesting that. Taki gets hit with the old age bacteria and is now, now there's like a personal yep. element to it, which is really good. I always like whenever yep. they add that. I mean, we've, we've seen it before where, you know, the, the, the writer team, one of the members or all of the members gets kidnapped or something yes. happens, but it's just still cool whenever there's that personal element that yeah. gives the hero the motivation. Yeah. Oh, and we forgot to mention how we actually see the origin of cockroach man who's actually one of the snake oil salesmen who I'm guessing gets turned into cockroach man because of his anti-cockroach propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are literally at an apartment complex with a bullhorn saying cockroaches are the beta of the world's existence by our insecticide. But the insecticide doesn't work though. That's the <laughs> thing. It's just, it's bogus. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, I, and I was figures like these guys gotta be frauds because no one tries this hard to sell something. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, if it's real yeah. i i thought they were going to be the shocker goons in that the 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 bug spray was how they're going to be spreading spreading the bacteria good lord i hope shocker never recruits us because with a little help from us they might take over the world of course uh, yeah uh first first um first thing uh can you can you just stop labeling everything with your logo <laughs> 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 we're just gonna come in and clean house like okay first up guys stop branding everything second <laughs> bowling balls yeah. are not a great idea <laughs> funny but not a great idea <laughs> <laughs> um and and i just had to throw out this reference because i'm a comic book nerd but when taki got hit with the the uh the bacteria i said old man talky <laughs> <laughs> like old man wolverine uh, old man or logan old man logan <laughs> yeah yeah well and i i just read a, a a power ranger comic book called soul of the dragon that may as well be called old man tommy <laughs> yeah yeah that, that that is exactly what that comic is <laughs> Any any other uh, things you want to talk about before we move on to our awards? Uh, that it didn't it it was in contention. I almost gave it to this, but that car chase when the car's going after Common Rider and you remind yourself that's a real car with a real actor that's yes. kind of nutty. And 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 the fear in Fujioka's eyes looks real because he's like <laughs> I might actually get hit by this car. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> also that we didn't talk about that we've been very obsessed with the bowling balls but ultimately they decide, you know what's a better idea for to spread this pathogen? Balloons. We're going to yep. sell balloons to the little children. And then we're going to get a giant balloon and release it over the city. Yes. 
The giant balloon actually makes some sort of sense, but selling to children, again, we want the audience to be terrified of completely innocuous things. And then there's mm -hmm. also a scene later. Uh, it's with Taki and uh, Hongo, and they are... I swear to you, they are wearing hazmat suits that they stole from Star Trek, the original series, and then for whatever reason decided to wrap in duct tape. <laughs> uh, I just, I like that the hazmat, they wear the hazmat suits, but anytime somebody walks into the room, they immediately take the, the, the helmets off. Like, like it doesn't do any good if you're constantly t removing the headpiece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the, and the deadly pathogen is baby powder. At least it looks like baby powder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and one thing we mentioned we mentioned earlier, but we I didn't uh, touch on it. But we get another new rider move, <laughs> rider reverse kick. Yeah, I like this one. It's it is basically Mario sixty four. He Mario sixty fours off a wall <laughs> and kicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would call Ooh. it he's Ooh. he's a ninja guidening right off there's a wall jump yeah <laughs> it was cool though i like it i i yes. do like that move they they bounces off the wall to kick yeah oh i forgot to mention this when we were talking about hongo's new transformation sequence but apparently he's a ventriloquist because he can talk without his lip lips moving i know i saw that when he does uh the uh what is it uh rider, oh, rider transformation shit. yeah yeah but but his mouth isn't moving <laughs> as he says it <laughs> yeah and this time we get a miracle cure that is not from the fbi that's a first in no, a while. it's actually from the villains um why they why they created a cure i don't understand but okay in case one of them gets infected duh do they care that much <laughs> like i mean it's mostly writer i mean it's mostly uh shocker goons do they care that much about the shocker goons they're not inexhaustible they're just nearly inexhaustible i just <laughs> <laughs> nearly right exactly <laughs> they're only mostly inexhaustible uh, <laughs> oh man i actually thought it was cool how in the final fight of this episode we get to hear the full version of the theme song yeah complete with subtitles normally i would think why is yeah. why are you subtitling the song when it's not in the opening or closing credits oh wait it's the full version of the song I'm okay with yep. this now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really cool. You get the full uh -huh. song. Mm -hmm. And then there's a few other things that happened that we'll talk about in the awards. So these are some awards that we give out to some fun aspects of whatever episodes or on occasion movies that we talk about here on Henshin Men. First up, we have the Henshin Kick Award for the best stunt or fight scene. I gave it. You were hinting at it. I gave it to the fight on the waterfall because <laughs> it's it was such a yeah. great set piece and it looked great too. Again, this show's location scouting is top notch. It is, it is, and and that's actually my award too because I really liked the fight on the waterfalls. Um, like I said, like I've said before on this podcast, that I like to give that award to uh, stunts that that seem difficult for the stunt artists, like you know, to actually perform. Mm -hmm. And so I should have given it to the car chase because that one, that one was probably more intense of a stunt. 
but I just I really liked the visuals of them yes. fighting on these waterfalls. But I also liked that the goons actually popped out from behind the waterfall. Like you see it from like a distance because they're you know showing like this wide angle shot. And as common riders fighting a few goons, more goons are coming out from behind the waterfall. And I just think that's really such a really cool visual. I feel like this would be part of a video game. Like you're playing a like a beat 'em up style common rider game, and you're at a waterfall, and the goons just pop out of the waterfall and try to fight you. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. <laughs> uh, why doesn't that exist? I hope it exists. I know there's a common rider fighting game. It was <laughs> on the PlayStation uh, One. That um, there's that one that came out just like last year no two years ago i think that was it, it was o's double and zero mm-hmm. one i think were the three mm-hmm. riders that that were teamed up in the in in a fighting they, it had a story mode too but yeah. like it but it was a you had a lot of fighting in it yeah yeah it's uh it, it looks cool it's a place to it's a PlayStation 4 game, if I remember correctly. And here's the fun thing, Travis. Yeah. PlayStation 4 games are not region locked. So if you have a PlayStation 4, you can get the I game know. and play it. Yeah. Um, what was that called? Let me look that up. Um, Common Rider video game. <laughs> this is the episode it for Googling called, things live. Uh, Memory of Heroes. That's right. Common Rider there Memory of Heroes. Yeah, so that was a. They, it looked really cool. I I'm not a big video game person, but I was like, I might play this video game because it's Common Rider, and it's one of my oh, favorite Common no. Riders, which is Double. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, on to the next award for which is Takatoku for the best special effect. Yeah. Uh, what do you have for this one? I have Sea Snake Man. I love that suit. Uh, it's a cool design. And, and it's a very nice suit. Again, we're seeing the increased budget here. I like the snake limb. And here's the other Star Trek reference where we've got a lot of interesting themes going on this week on Henshin Men. He looks like a Gorn. He does. He does look like a Gorn. And and with the sparkly <laughs> eyes, too, because the Gorn has like... like... <laughs> oh, man. Well, you gave your award to, to Sea Snake Man. I give mine to Cockroach Man because I really like that suit. I think that suit is top notch. Like the just the work that went into that suit to make it look as good as it does. Like you can. Yeah, it's very elaborate. You can definitely tell the budget has increased for these monsters. And I just really like that design. It looks menacing and scary and creepy and disgusting. And I just uh, I just love it. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel like the our common writer Kaijin are starting to get to about what a lot of uh, a lot of Tokusatsu fans come to expect from something like say Super Sentai or Power Rangers, where the monsters do get big and crazy and elaborate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think we're finally getting to that point where there were they're, they're no longer in a shoestring budget. They can now put a little money into these designs a little more. Time probably is more a factor into these designs and they are starting to look really good. Um, just, yeah. And we, we mentioned that when August Regonate was on that they yeah. do start improving as, as this in this period of time in the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now it's time for coming at you for the best line. And I had a Hongo line that you hinted at earlier because Hongo is, he's such a hero. 
Because he won't take credit for anything. So you get to the end of the Sea Snake Man episode, and they're all like, oh, thank you, thank you. We couldn't have done it without you and all that. And he says, no, it was your strength to keep go- uh, to keep going through your fear that drove the villain away. He's just a good guy. I just love Hongo. <laughs> yeah, he's mellowed out. He's not quite as broody as he used to be. Yeah, he's not quite as broody as he as he was in the early days. Uh, he f- seems a little little more jovial. Not quite at the level that Hayato was, though. No. No. And what'd you have? So mine uh, was I already talked about it, but it's the it's the line and and it's it was either Hongo or Taki. I can't remember which one of them says, but now in the context of how much we've talked about holes in this episode, um, I just uh, uh, I think there's bacteria in the holes. It's like, yeah, it's a bowling alley. Of course, there's bacteria there. The bowling balls are kind of disgusting. I'm just saying. <laughs> you need to wash yeah. your balls. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. WTH, what the henshin, our favorite award for the craziest moment. Um, what award? What would you give the WTH award to, Nathan? Oh. I, I give the WTH to that comment. <laughs> It would. Uh, I have to give it to the death of Cockroach Man because it's it's what it's weird because he gets the Rydal reverse kick and he flies off a building. He hits the ground and then he suddenly reverts to his human form, which we haven't seen a kaijin do that in forever. And then he melts and combusts. Man, they really wanted Cockroach Man dead. Yeah. It's like those old raid commercials. Kills bugs dead. (laughs) And what did you have? Uh, Mine is what you gave as your uh, Talkin' Toku award. I give as my WTH award, which is Sea Snake Man and his other vestigial head thing tentacle thing that's coming out the side of his neck like it's such a it, it's it's cool and and don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong it's cool but it is such a weird design that i was just like what is this this is like weird independently moving snake thing on the side of this guy's neck that's just can move and operate and is like a like i said it's almost like a parasitic twin just attached to him (laughs) (laughs) yeah it like i said it's a wild design and it fly and it can actually move independently and you know do things yeah and now travis it's time for minute to henshin it. This is the part of the show where we give our final thoughts in one minute or less. Tell you what, Travis, I'll let you go first this week. On your mark, get set, go. These episodes were a lot of fun. Uh, they, I really liked the mystery element of the first one. I really liked the the kaijin for the second one. I think that the the show keeps improving. We say that over and over again, but just I, I'm having fun watching these weird and crazy designs that they have for these new monsters, and I can't wait to see what other weird and crazy designs they come up with. 28 seconds. Oh, my gosh, dude. How do you do it? 
I just <laughs> keep it simple. <laughs> uh, one of these days you're going to go the full minute and you won't, and you'll just be like, I don't know what to do. With, uh, how did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much to say. I actually took all 60 seconds. Ah. <laughs> all right. And now it's my turn on my market set. Go. I have to echo a lot of what you said there, Travis. The mystery aspects are good. The The increased budget is appreciated now. And, I mean, these last couple of kaijin, they've either been just absolutely wild or they've been very elaborate, I have to say. And we're bringing back some old concepts from the Hongo days. You know, the horrible, not horrible, but the horrific <laughs> dissolving deaths and everything. And it's just like w what we were saying when we had August on in our last episode. This might very well be Common Rider at its peak, at its most iconic. And I, I mean, what else do you say at this point? 45 there. Yeah. Got it. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. <laughs> oh, man. And with that, we want to close out this episode by saying thank you for listening to The Henshin Men, a tokusatsu appreciation podcast. You can find links to all of our social media in the description of this episode. You can listen to more of me on the Kaiju Weekly podcast and listen to more of Nathan on the Monster Island Film Vault and the Power Trip. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast, consider giving us a five-star rating on iTunes. And until next time, what are we going to say, Nathan? Keep your henshin up, Travis. This podcast is proudly part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. If you'd like to check out more Kaiju and Tokusatsu goodness, go to kaijuramenmedia.com.